Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey guys, on the monorail, and I can't wait to go to Tomorrowland today. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to going to see uh, Push the Talking Trash Can. Talking Trash Can? They don't talk. Well, actually, they do. Tomorrowland's where you can find Push the Trash Can. He roams throughout the entire land, but you're going to have to look for that blue lid that says push on it, or you're never going to find it. Well, I'm colorblind, so I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> Welcome to episode 220 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your host, Alex. Yep, nobody else there. Just me. And today we'll be giving the his on Push the Trash Can. But no, it's not really just me. Like I said last week, I'm going to have Scott join me today. And if you want to watch us record live, you just go over to our goof troop, $2 a month. And you can watch us live every week on Wednesdays when we record. Just hop over to our Diz His Pod on Twitter, Instagram, go to our social media. There you can find our link tree, and you can go to our YouTube, you can to our blog. Again, you can go to a Patreon, and from there, you can see all of our Diz His stuff. Also, you can get to our Tee Public from there and purchase any items like shirts we make. Some good stuff there. And like I said, we do have Scott here. Scott, how you doing? Man, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I always love joining you guys on this fantastic show. And, uh, you know, I've been teasing Chris. You guys have been doing all the good attractions, all the good movies. All that's left is the trash can on Main Street. And so here we are, very exciting, doing the history of Push the Trash Can. I'm so excited about this. When I told Chris what we're doing, he just started laughing and saying that Scott said one day we'll do Push the Trash Can. And I said, hey, I I told I said, Scott, do it. What do you want to do? And he goes, push the trash can. I said, OK, well, I guess let's do it. So. This is exciting. This is exciting. And listen, I couldn't I couldn't do this alone. I brought a friend with me tonight. Can I can I go ahead and introduce my friend? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I brought Elliot, who was an operator, the voice, the 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 operator of Push the Trash Can and the trainer. So he trained the, the new Push the Trash Cans uh, from 2007 until 2014. Is that correct? So, Elliot, how are you? I'm doing very well, doing very well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So if you don't know, Push the Trash Can was a mobile robotic trash can that would roam around Tomorrowland all over the world interacting with guests. Push Trash Can operated from 1995 till 2014. It was a part of Disney that some fans would never even know, while others determined to stop by and say hi every time they visited the parks. This is this is the original cool trash can. Okay, it, it had a cult <laughs> following. Uh, yes, it did. You know, the, every, Everybody, you know, you had your regulars that would just search out, push the trash can. Now, the uh, the Disney, the D3 club, the Disney Day Drinkers Club now has Benny the trash can. But Benny the trash can doesn't move. He's just a mobile trash can or a yeah. stationary trash can in front of the Rosen Crown. But push, push was cool. Were you the original push? No, I wasn't. I was okay. like the sixth or seventh. Gotcha. There were there were only... I think we did the math. There were nine of us that did it. Wow. So, and only one of them was there the whole time. Wow. So you did miss it. It, it was actually in France as well. France was the only place 
that had a female push uh, the talking trash can operator. Let's get to his on push the trash can. Push the Talking Trash Can was an interactive character that could have, at one time or another, been in Tokyo Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, and Walt Disney World. The radio-controlled trash can appeared as a typical Tomorrowland trash can, but would move and talk with guests. Finding this trash can wasn't always easy, due to the fact that Disney is covered in trash cans. There is a trash can every 30 feet in all of the parks across the world. Walt Disney opened his Disneyland Park in 1955 and spent a lot of time at the park people watching and dreaming of ways to improve it, so much, so much so that he even had his own apartment built on the premises. What would sit and watch and come up with that on average, a guest wouldn't walk more than 30 feet before dropping trash on the ground. Walt then ordered that at Disneyland, there must be a trash can every 30 feet, thus having over a thousand trash cans inside Disneyland. As other parks started to open, they wanted to continue to have the cleanest theme parks. Therefore, they also installed trash cans every 30 feet, no matter if the parks are in America, Asia, or Europe. Walt also had an enormous influence on the design of the trash cans. He decided that a swinging door would be better for guests rather than them lifting a lid or having a large opening. The door would also keep the smell inside the can as well. The cans were given round edges to appear smoother and sleek. The door for the custodians was placed in the back so it was not visible to guests. Later, recycling cans were added to the park. Since plastic doesn't carry a smell, Disney decided to have a hole opening instead of a door. This also helped guests distinguish easily between the two. The shape and designs of the trash cans vary in park and even land, but earlier trash cans said push on the flap, which later were replaced with a 3D plaque on the body. Now, trash cans may have no writing or symbols on them at all, allowing them to seamlessly fit into any area. You know, it's funny, Alex, as you said, that Disney is covered in, in trash cans. It's funny, when my son was younger, he mm. didn't say, can we go to Disney World? He goes, can we go to the trash can park? Uh, <laughs> he, you know, he just wanted to see all the trash cans. The trash cans are awesome. It's, you know, doing, I was trying to find research for Twitch trash can, and I found some push a trash can research, but not enough to fill a whole episode. So I had to do this paragraph on trash cans, but trash cans at Disney is quite a thing. The trash cans well, are really nice. Yeah, let's talk about Disney and trash, okay? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're doing Please. a trash can episode. Disney I can't believe, so... I, I can't believe I'm on episode 200 this, 220 of this podcast. We have not talked trash yet. I, I know. Here we are talking trash. So, Alex, they... First of all, they're they're really trying to go to zero landfill by, like, 2030 or something. Like oh, or really? 2028, yeah. So, they they their environmentality... Uh, focus is so extreme do you know that all of their food waste they they take to a biodiesel plant and that completely fuels their entire fleet of buses and trams no so like when you're on the bus it's food you're, wow. you're, you're being powered by f food um but yeah trash even trash now the utilidor smell but the 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 trash cans themselves in the surrounding area do not Ellie, mm. you've been in those utilidors. That's that's where our break room was. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the trash. <laughs> Actually, no. So our, our break room was the audio closet for Stitch's Great Escape. So we got to listen to that show over and over and over again. 
That's some fun audio to listen to. (laughs) There are a lot of trash cans and uh, people still miss them. You know, with as much trash cans (laughs) as there are, there's still people don't put the trash in there. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I do. I know that. I mean, there's trash can um, merchandise now. Like, if you have not looked it up, Scott, there's trash can merchandise. No, you can buy little please. icons of trash cans for different if lands. If it's a collectible, I know about it. Uh, yes, they have <laughs> trash cans everywhere. Now, the, the funny thing with the trash cans, and I don't know if it's inspired by Push. I don't know if it's inspired by just Walt Disney or just Disney Parks and their trash cans. I don't know if it's inspired by Benny. Or I don't know if it's inspired by Food and Wine Festival, where there's never any tables. There's never enough tables to sit down and eat. So people have made tables out of trash cans. In fact, yes. they there is an Etsy company that sells like trash can runners. So they like a little tablecloth for the trash can that holds like oh. the drink on one side and it's got utensil holders <laughs> and all that. Yeah. I, you know how many times I've rested on a trash can and be like, wait, what am I resting on right now? A trash can? That's a Disney trash can. It's not like going it, to the pier and resting on a trash can. Is that a table of five? No, it's <laughs> just a party of five on a trash can. <laughs> but it's clean. You know, it's clean. It's Disney. Yeah, you know, it's clean. I, I have used those trash cans as tables on multiple, multiple occasions. Do you put the ketchup directly on the trash can? Uh, ketchup is gross. I don't use ketchup. Whoa. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so, yeah, we you, can't you, get into that. That's, that would be too much. A little bit too much. <laughs> Daniel Deutsch moved to Orlando in 87 when he was 43 and specialized in robotics. He invented Push the Trash Can, a silver and blue mobile animatronic trash can, and wanted to contract it out to Disney. Deutsch's robot productions business would place Push inside Disney World's Tomorrowland and was radio controlled by Puppeteer. This original idea may have been inspired by Netherlands theme park De Efteling, opened in 1952, where recycling bins were designed and named after fairy tale characters. Daniel Deutsch would go on to design and build the R2D2 animatronic that appears at Walt Disney World. Push the Trash Can debuted in February 1995 and would become a popular hidden character for guests to meet. The robot was puppeteered by a single operator who would be nearby in plain clothes. Their transmitter was inside of a shoulder-strapped gym bag with a microphone held discreetly in their hand and raised to the mouth to operate the voice. The robot would approach guests and start a conversation, telling jokes, singing, dancing, and making funny comments. It would become such a popular idea that eventually they were pushed the trash cans, operated at many parks, and spoke many languages. Tomorrowland at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure spoke English. Hong Kong Disneyland spoke Cantonese, Mandarin, and English. Disneyland Paris spoke French and English. Tokyo Disneyland spoke English and Japanese. In 2009, Disney guests launched a digital campaign to let Push the Trash Can, Mayor of Tomorrowland. Push operated inside Magic Kingdom up until 2014, until Disney's contract with Real Simple Ideas expired. During its years of operation, Push the Trash Can was a hidden fan favorite. Push assisted with several marriage proposals and even danced with Michael Jackson, who would go on to offer to purchase the robot. Of course, because if you're Michael Jackson, you try to purchase purchase everything. Do you know, Alex, Michael Jackson tried to purchase a swan uh, from Lake Eola. You know, the, the, the swans on Lake Eola. Yeah. And when they delivered it to Neverland Ranch, he was so disappointed because he didn't realize that you had to paddle it. He thought it was it had a motor in it. So he sent it back and the manufacturers r- made him a custom swan with a motor. <laughs> so he didn't use it. He just saw it and wanted it. Yes, that is correct. Interesting. Interesting. Now, Elliot, did you ever did you ever handle any marriage proposals or anything like that? I did, actually. Uh, wow. So my the 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 one that went viral, uh, that's actually me doing the proposal with the 
I pull up to the Canadian dude and uh, I was having a really bad day actually. And uh, <laughs> I, I went up to him because he was leaning against the, uh, the railing and I had kids like harassing me. So usually if you go talk to an adult, the kids will go away. So I went and talked to him and uh, that's the viral. That's the one push wedding proposal that went viral. Now what was funny is that was completely unplanned, which made it endearing and awesome. And of mm -hmm. course, what happened after that, multiple people were like, hey, we want to do the same thing. And it just yeah. it was never as good as the one time. But uh, I also married uh, a little girl. I think she was five at the time. And her name was was, was Kara. And uh, I went to her real wedding a couple years ago as a, really? as a 25 year old. So oh it, my it's gosh. just funny to watch all these people grow up. So but uh it was it, too bad wow. you couldn't bring push with you to that wedding. No, he's he's sitting in the lobby of real simple ideas. So yeah. they're, they're like, who's that guy? And they're like, oh, that's push the trash can. No, that's just a man. I mean, le legitimately, it's been it's been 10 years since push, you know, push has been gone for 10 years. So, yeah, almost 10 wow. years. Yeah, it's crazy to think that. I mean, it was such a huge part of my life. You know, I mean, I did it. Yeah. Every day, <laughs> five days a week. It's wow. such a really cool concept. And and of course, you know, people always want to try to find where where the, where the person is. And, you know, it probably inspired the Talking Fountain and Islands Adventure, which is a very highly rated attraction. I mean, at one point when they had the Triceratops encounter, uh, the fountain was high was higher rated than Triceratops encounter. This 80 million dollar attraction with the <laughs> per dinosaur uh, is being beat out by a Talking Fountain. Correct. No, it's it's always it's always the simplest entertainment that works. You know, if it, right? if you're mm -hmm. if you're entertaining, nobody cares about the technology. Yeah. Right. For, forget about Rise of the Resistance. Let's just have a bunch of talking trash cans and recycle bins. <laughs> I mean, that'll save a ton of money. We can keep the admission <laughs> prices down. We're set. Well, especially now, since it, especially since it was all subcontracted out. So, I mean, right. re realistically, from 95 till 2014, like that, you know, again, that entire business was subbed out. The only uh, I know that California owns their push because they still take it out every now and then. But there was definitely a, a big difference between the push character in California and the push character in Florida. We very much ran our character as push was a five year old. And so he was. You know, he was inquisitive and didn't really understand things and, and acted like a child. And the push in California had a much lower voice and was kind of snarky and and smoking uh, cigarettes. Yeah, just it was a different. <laughs> look. But uh, but yeah, because you, you talked about all the other parks. So Daniel, you know, hey there, kid. So, My name's Push. So the the only push that has a, had a woman operator was the one in France. Because the way mm. the voice changer worked, it would just make your voice higher. So anytime we put a woman on the on the microphone, you just couldn't understand it because the register was so high. Until uh -huh. we found this woman in France who had been a smoker her entire life, and she was <laughs> <laughs> she was the voice of Push in France. She was very good at it. She was very good at Push in France. <laughs> Alex, it's interesting. So it's still in California. Um, I, because I'm surprised that Disney hasn't tried to duplicate it unless it's, you know, copyright or proprietary or something that they can't, uh, you know, they can't duplicate it or, or come up with something else. Yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't know it was still operating, actually. I knew I knew they tried to bring it back, but I didn't know it was currently still operating inside of Disneyland. Yeah, I, I know for some special events, we've seen them rolling around in California, but I know they physically own one. 
So, and again, I, even I don't necessarily know the legalities of, you know, everything between Real Simple Ideas and Disney, because, you know, I know that they had some issues, which is apparently why he went away. So they, they can't call him push the trash can, though. They call him uh, uh, press the receptacle. There you go. And then they could probably get away with that. It, w- it was funny because you talked about earlier that the trash cans now they they don't say push on it. That was actually how people would find us. Because when we were in Tomorrowland, there was a moment where all of the all of the uh, flaps were gray, and we were the only mm. blue one, and it said push. And then mm. it finally got to a point where none of them even said push. They just were flat. And so it was yeah. very easy for people to be like, oh, there he is. He's right over there. So, oh, they didn't update him to match the trash cans as they were updated? No, we kept him the same. Um, I, I think the only update they made was when they put the chess piece on. And that mm-hmm. was when the, they had the t- but even Tomorrowland eventually took the chess piece away from all the microphone, all the trash cans. So we left mm-hmm. it on push push pretty much stayed unchanged. You know what? And I, I'm sorry, but I was one of those people who had no idea about this. I did not know anything about push the trash can. Really? My wife doesn't know anything about push the trash can. We went to Disney in the late teens uh, together, but no, we did not know very much at all about push the trash cans. So fun, fun fact, Daniel Deutsch is the only person that's ever been allowed to buy a trash can from the Walt Disney Company. Really? Huh. Because we had to buy we had to buy two of them in order to cut them apart to make them fit on the robot. Interesting. So I think we oh, I think in the time he was there, I think he bought three of them, but they were they were not they were not inexpensive. (laughs) They were there's a a custom there's a place that makes them there custom shapes and sizes and it was very oh my difficult gosh. to get so. how many uh how many pushes did you have at walt disney world just one so there was what so just there, one so there was a so basically when when you talk about push you talk about mm-hmm. the robot uh the cans mm. we had three cans so okay uh, so we you know when we would because we'd have to you know you'd have to take the can off and send it off to get painted and you know, because people would come up and kick it and hit it, and then you know we'd bump into things, and so you'd have to do stuff to clean it up. And it was it was always also very expensive to get it repainted because it's this it's not a gray, it's this weird metallic mm-hmm. silver. Yeah, that you yeah. Know, right. Yeah. And then hmm. and then people was this really random yellow color, and the yellow color just that that scratched so so easy. So. Daniel would always yell at us for scratching, you know, scratching push <laughs> or scratching people. He'd always he'd come in and there'd be like a racing stripe down the side and he'd be like, who did this? And, you know, everybody would throw everybody else under the bus. So <laughs> you were out there. So you're you're staying outside for how many hours do you have to stay outside during a shift? Oh, so we do we do uh, 20 to 30 minute sets. OK. And so we do about we do six or seven sets a day. Mm-hmm. So we usually came in. The first set was around 10 o'clock and then we'd leave. Right. We do one set after the parade at like three o'clock. So the push shift was the was the longest day. Um, the West Palm shift was the best shift. You go in and you do a 30 minute set and get a 10 minute break and then another 30 minute set. But you'd only do like four sets because you'd only be out there before the park opened. And then once the park opened, you'd go away and you'd drive to Hollywood studios and you'd do the, the R2D2 and the stars and motor cars parade, which basically what you did for that is you, you sat in the star Wars car in the uniform of, you know, whatever the person Uh was wearing next to you driving and the remote would be, you know, 
in your lap so nobody would see it and you'd just be driving him in front of you. Oh, wow. And then, and then when Star Wars Weekends rolled around, we did R2MK, which was, was the R2 with the Mickey Mouse ears on it, the red one. Oh, dude, I, huh. I used to love Star so, Wars Weekends. I wish they would still do that kind of stuff. That was – they didn't do it as much. They do. They used to do it up, Scott. You know they used to do it yep. up. Yeah, no, I know. I know. You, you know, it's so funny. We, I, as I'm watching these parades, I'm always overcomplicating things. Like, how are they doing this? And it's so simple. It's just just put them in the car right behind you. Like, how, how are they operating? It's real. Yeah, they're doing they're doing something similar now with a parade at Disneyland with Hey Hey, where it's a guy with his hand in a bag. And you're like, oh, I recognize that. It's push the target trash can. So, um, do you go up to him? Be yeah, like, see, hey, what's up? No, no, no. He'd be like, hey, I know it's, I know, <laughs> I it's, know you. it's you. <laughs> Talk to me. Uh, people, people would take such joy in coming up and be like, I know it's you. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Bye. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of working here. I'm a little busy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't destroy the magic for everybody. Push the trash can was so popular that it inspired many other variations. A recycling bin was placed inside of Animal Kingdom near Rafiki's Planet Watch. It was named P- Pippa. It was named Pippa, which means barrel in Swahili. Also, Animal Kingdom was a talking palm tree named West Palm. This was located in the front entrance of the park for a short amount of time. The tree's planter was motorized and allowed the robotic palm tree to move around the entrance of the park. Fans were disappointed after Disney publicly reported that Push the Trash Can was officially retired from the parks in 2014. Part of the disappointment was the popularity of the robot, while the other part was the fact that just three days prior, Disney reported that Push would be back in the park soon. Fans took to social media to let Disney know how upset they were to have the talking trash can no longer in the park. The hashtag SavePush and BringBackPush was put all over Twitter. There was even a Facebook page created. In 2022, in the Odyssey Center, during the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, there was a trash can, but this was not push. This trash can was activated when the lid was pushed, and it was talking, qu- and it was prog- and it was programmed with a number of responses like "What are you doing?" "Stop that!" and "Thank you." This type of talking equipment was not unique to Epcot. In Toontown, as early as 1996, there are talking water fountains that were also pre-programmed with many responses. But in Toontown, many things talk, like mailboxes, manhole covers, and even doors. Yeah, nothing is pushed the trash can. No. No. And the, you can the, try. The tr- and the trash can that was at Epcot had been there prior when it was the, the whatever the eatery was before it was there. Yes. Because people would always be like, oh, there's a push at Epcot. And, and we, we were still around then. And we'd be like, yeah, it's just it's you push the lid and it makes a noise. And it's yeah, not they've the They've got those same trash cans at mcdonald's elliot and it, it, it and it goes rah, 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 when you're putting your trash in there yeah. so the kid encourages kids to throw things away that's all that one was yeah. that was not push yeah they, well, they'd be like i saw you epcot and push like start running around like crazy it wasn't me <laughs> that's not me uh, it was it, it's funny because you talked about how they you know they mentioned that push would be back and then all of a sudden we were gone mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were told that our contract had been renewed for the next Whoa. year, so we were all excited. And then we came in two days later, and they're like, "Hey, so the last day is Friday." Oh my gosh! And and that was it. It was you know in, in true Orlando theme park fashion. <laughs> we're we're not going to give you a ton of notice. We're just going to let you go. Dang. So that stinks. And there were and, and there were a couple times where we thought we would be able to bring it back. You know, the opening of Disney Springs, we had had a, a conversation about, hey, maybe we could bring Push to Disney Springs, and and that fell through. And 
you know, there's always been a like, hey, well, what if we do this? And it, it's just always been a no when you talk to Disney. And I, and I get it. It's not they don't own the IP. It's not theirs. So, you know, it's understandable. They want, you know, they want something that's theirs. So. Yeah, you know, but Elliot, I think that this is kind of a theme that started back in 2014 is removing a lot of those little fun things from the parks, uh, those little added value things. Uh, you know, th you're always going to have the characters and all that, but just little interactive things like that, you that would that makes Disney so unique started kind of going away. And but, I think that's I, go ahead. No, well, and we were we were all always kind of a the hardest thing for us was we didn't have set times posted anywhere. And we fought that every time they put a guidebook out, they'd be like, well, they want to put the set times in there. We're like, well, no, we don't want to yeah. do that. Cause we want to be magical. We want people not to be able exactly. to know when and where we're coming out because, you know, we were given the opportunity as operators. I could go anywhere in Tomorrowland. I wanted. Wow. To. Um, hmm. And so, I liked to hang out by the Tomorrowland Bridge. That was my favorite spot to be because okay. you got everybody walking into the park. But Kevin, Kevin liked to hang out over by Anti Gravities and the and the the gift shop that's over there. He liked to be on the other side by Speedway. That's that's where I always saw push yeah. was was over there. That's so cool. And and that that makes sense because our break space was in the, in that gift shop. It was right behind that gift shop. So we coming in and in and out those doors. But you know. Man, I did so much stuff I wasn't supposed to do. Uh, I uh, I would I would drive him inside rides, like I'd take him down the the speed ramp and in Space Mountain. Elliot, I've known you for a very long time. That doesn't sound like you at all. No, I definitely. You know, I, I took him to the top of the Astro Orbiter. Well, like I'd just go all these places I wasn't supposed to be. But it's funny because you talked about the when Push ran for mayor of mayor of Tomorrowland. Yeah. That was a joke that rolled around because of me because everyone would say oh well that's elliot he's the mayor of tomorrowland because you know i took advantage of the fact that i'm going to get to know everybody because up until that up until i did push like he didn't the operators didn't really get to know anybody in the land and i i worked at theme park so long that it was like well you got to get to know all these people mm -hmm. you know if you have fun with the cast then they can help make it a better yeah. experience so yeah so I, I, you know, I got to know everybody. And then I also did that because I just liked the fact that I could stroll in on my day off and not wait in line for anything, <laughs> get a big old stack of Riyads and just make it, make it rain. You know, just <laughs> go on all the rides and not wait in line. Cause anyone that's worked in a theme park will tell you, you know, I know how to not wait in lines at a theme park. <laughs> right. Right. That's now whenever I'm at Disney and something talks to me, I'm going to be really respectful back to it. Just in case it's a real person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I, but i don't know how successful push would be now because we were always right on that line of 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 saying things that you know we probably shouldn't have said and i mean youtube and filming was just starting to be a thing uh so i just i don't know i'm pretty sure all of us would have got fired trash so push the trash can gets canceled I mean, for an old tweet the, oh i'm i'm certain i'm certain we would have gotten canceled for doing or saying something alex sure this is the same guy that when driving the jaws boats would try to make a five minute ride last 15 minutes okay they would they would <laughs> they would pause the boats in each show scene and wait there so that they only had to go around the lagoon one time. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, I would. My wife and I would have enjoyed that one because, we, like I said before, we like that ride. So that would have been 
That would be, if you could uh, make it entertaining, I'd be along for the ride. Yeah, I was I was every supervisor's nightmare, which is why I now, <laughs> which is why I now work for myself. <laughs> and now you're a perfect employee. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> he wins employee of the month every month, Alex. He just doesn't get that bonus. No, no. Right. Again, it really it really was a great job, and it's a job that I I wish I would have. I never got a last day uh, because yeah. you know it was you know, there was too there wasn't enough notice. And it's just one of those gigs that it didn't it didn't pay the greatest, but it was just it was it was it was my it was the best job I've done at a theme park. It was definitely wow. fun, and it was and it was also the rarest job. I think I we've done the math, and we think somewhere between seven and nine people have done that job. That's crazy at Walt at Walt Disney World. You know, Kevin wow. Vincent, Kevin Vincent actually was one of the ones that did it the longest. Uh, Todd Farron, who did the Mama's comedy show on iDrive, he mm. started it, pushed, left for a while, and came back. Uh, Chris Cox, uh, he did it with us for a while. He's one of the the puppeteer trainers at Walt Disney World now. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Witten, Tony Giordano, like all those guys. It was uh, Dustin Ter- uh, Dustin Terensky. He was the he was the push ninja. He was the one that. Even I could never find him, and I knew exactly what he looked like. And I'd be like, "He, I don't know where he is. Like he, he could stand because I mean, you could be because it was an aircraft remote control. You could be a mile away. Oh wow! And and control. Wow. That. But you know, they always wanted us to stay close because you know the big fear is hitting somebody right. or injuring somebody. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know? and those electric motors have a lot of torque, so we could if if you did it just right, you get him to pop a wheelie and it make him look like he was dancing. <laughs> So, so before the podcast, we started the recorded the episode. Uh, Elliot mentioned that he has done other things at Disney, uh, like DJ. Yes. Uh, what what have else have you done at Disney? People might have seen you and not known it was you. Oh, so I, I started in the park. Uh, I worked at the Skyway. I, I stayed. I, you know, I did a bunch of attractions. Mm. Did the Jungle Cruise for a bit. Character oh. performer. All all those really fun jobs, but. Uh, I was I was the last DJ to hire. I was the last DJ hired at Pleasure Island. So I started on the DJ path later. We talked about Star Wars weekends. I was the DJ for Star Wars weekends for years. I was uh, DJ Lobot. Um, I did a bunch of the limited time magic shows. I still DJ there now. Um, but mainly, mainly I do a lot of uh, nerd conventions. That's kind of my thing. So oh, very cool. A lot of Comic Cons. That's that's where I live now. Ah, so that's awesome. So yeah, Comic Cons are fun. DJ Lobot. But, uh, that's awesome. So it, it, if you were watching live, you'd see why he might have been casted for DJ Lobot. Uh, if you're not, so it's the reason. So <laughs> ironically, the reason I got DJ Lobot was because of Push. Oh really? Yeah, I imagine. So Tony, Tony, yeah, Tony Giordano, who trained me how to be Push. Uh, is one of the show writers at Walt Disney World. And he said, we should shave your head and make you DJ Lobot. <laughs> and sure enough, limited time magic when that was going on, they did a May the 4th mm-hmm. dance party, and I sh- I've been shaving my head ever since. <laughs> Never looked back. But that was great because so they 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 went to Lucasfilm and molded the headpiece from oh. the screen-used headpiece and – I had these really, really uncomfortable and expensive Italian shoes that were like he wore in the movie. And and if you paid attention, I'd walk out on stage and I'd take the shoes off and DJ in my socks because they were so uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. So that was those were all good days. 
We here at Dizzis think that push the trash can was an amazing piece of technology that could easily make someone's day. It really helped with what Walt was trying to accomplish, allowing people to enter a place where magic is possible and your worries on the outside melt away. Push the trash can was a great example of ingenuity interaction that makes Disney so special. Oh, hey, a package. It's from Joe. Wonder what it is. Sweet. Three cheeky chicks. Mickey waffles. Wow, this smells delicious. I don't mind if I do. <coughs> Three cheeky chicks candle company. Come check us out at magicallyscented.com where you can get smells like pirate water. Burnt Empire, best day ever, Tiki Room. <laughs> and I can assure you, it smells a lot better than it tastes. And don't forget to use promo code DizHiz20 to get 20% off your purchase. MagicallyScented.com. We make your house smell like Walt Disney. Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World. World. Right, not the guy. Uh, that would be weird. But you know what? If you do want your house to smell like Walt Disney... Shoot us a message, I'm sure we can do it, at magicallyscented.com. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best, and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to dizhiz.com and on top, there's a link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Fan Piper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney so trip, this week in go Disney, to I did not do much this week in Disney other than play some Lorcana. I don't know if you guys are aware of what Lorcana is. It's a trading card game. Uh, fellow nerd. nerd. 
No, man. Yeah. It's, oh, awesome. man. It's, 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 uh, it's Magic the Gathering for Disney people. Yes. yes. <laughs> These guys, and, all they do is play Marvel <laughs> Snap and uh, whatever this thing is. It's it, Dude, a reg- regular Big in, Bang Theory on this show. <laughs> get into Lorcana now when the, before it gets too big because oh, yeah. um, it was explained to me like Magic Gathering, which I played growing up. And I was like, okay. So they're like, oh, you tap stuff to make it work perfect. I know what you're talking about. And I played some Lorcana, downloaded an app, uh, uh, downloaded some on my computer that allows me to play it through the PC so I can use all the cards I want and play it. I don't have to buy the physical copies, which cost money. But I do want to buy eventually when I have money, eventually, like later when my kids grow up and not live with me anymore i'll have extra money to buy things like that but for now you I'll think do you think you would you think they would but then when no. they have their own bills and they're like hey dad i'm a little bit short this month can you float me some money you're gonna have less money trust me and then i'll just buy one pack of lorcana then but anyways so lorcana was awesome ellie you know about lorcana i guess so yeah, you would yeah. give a thumbs up 100 percent. you yeah. buy some physical copies I, did you I, buy some I got, packs? A, I got a preview set so yeah nice that's amazing. That's awesome. I, w- I definitely want to buy some and open them up because they're definitely fun cards. The game is fun. Like, it actually is a fun, good game. I think it has potential. And if, Scott, investment. You buy it. You don't open it. You sell it. Okay, there we go. September 1st, it'll be available in your local game shop. That's what I'll do. I'll buy it and not touch it because there's no way I'm yeah. buying that. Do you buy it? Don't touch it. Oh, there. It'll increase in value. There's there's the set that they gave out at D23 right now, which is six cards. Yes. That is selling between twenty to forty thousand dollars on eBay right yep. now. Yep. Joe, he opened a pack, got a variant Elsa, sold it the next day for two hundred dollars. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Well, hey, we, we we just talked about Magic the Gathering. Uh, the most expensive the Magic ring, the Gathering baby. card was bought by uh, Post, Post Malone. Malone for two million dollars. There can only be one ring, Scott, and Post Malone <laughs> yep. must have it. Oh my God! <laughs> All yep. that guy had to do was open a pack, and he became over a million dollars richer. Two million dollars. Yeah. So what are you doing? Are you, you're not playing that card in it, like you know, casual. Uh, I mean, post post Malone is he's playing that card. He probably time. will play. He probably put a nice packaging and just use it. Yep. But now he has yeah, the yeah. ring. There's only one in the whole entire yep. world, and he has it. Hmm. We're nerds. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but, uh, but also, this week in Disney, Elliot shared with us that he just got off a Disney cruise. Elliot, how was it? I mean, it's 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 the wish. So you know, yeah. off. I took my took my sister and my my dad and got to spend some quality time with them and mm-hmm. just basically relaxed and you know gained ten pounds. Yes, know, like you do. <laughs> yes. Was it a three dayer? A three day? Yeah, it was just just three days. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Which one is the wish? I'm not. I, I've done history on the boats, but I forget it's more than I ever one. learned. Yeah, it's that's the, the new one. Assistance. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. On the, on the ships, it's a ship, not a boat. Oh, sorry. Here's how to remember. Here's how to remember. You can put a boat on a ship, but you can't put a ship on a boat. That's right. That's pretty good. Elliot, Alex calls every attraction at Disney World a ride. Uh, I do. They just did the history of Muppets 3D, and he kept calling it a ride. I'm like, Alex, when does it move? When does it move? (laughs) Sorry. It moves in here in my heart, Scott. In my heart, it moves. (laughs) So the wish. So um, the wish. What was your favorite part of of the cruise? It's always Paulo. Yeah. Paulo for dinner. Yeah. And the chocolate souffle. I mean, it's the food. The food to me is, you know. I can't imagine. It, I haven't done one yet, and I can't imagine how much food I yeah. eat. 
I mean, you can get you know you can get as many as you want of everything. It's really so. it's not good for someone like me. That would it's not be not. good. No, no, I said 10 pounds, like legit. You weighed before and after? Yeah, I just have to not eat for the next month. (laughs) Scott, you do anything this week at Disney? Well, not necessarily this week, but it's been a while since I've been on. So I can go back to the last episode and kind of share the things that I've done. Uh, No, most most recently. So, you know, I'm a parent. I've got 57 kids uh, and they're all jerks. They all suck, except Mm -hmm. like when they they hit this certain age and then they become cool. They they become so cool. My 11 year old, the moment she turned 11 is so freaking cool. So we be, we went to the parks a lot right before, like the day or two before school, we, we did the parks. Now it was very, very hot. It's like the devil's armpit out there. It's so hot. So hot. But uh, we met Moana, which is uh, was a really cool character meet and greet. And yeah. my daughter played Moana in her fifth grade play. So like that was a really <laughs> cool moment. She was wearing her Moana shirt. So oh. that was really, really cool. Other other than that, Alex, going to uh, Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios for a little bit. Um, I did get to go with my sister and my niece and my nephew and my daughter to uh, uh, Hollywood Studios. That was super fun. I got to my niece and my nephew had never been on Tower of Terror before. And they're like five and seven. And they were not super excited about it. And in the picture, you just see me looking back at at, at my my nephew. Uh, They were terrified. And then as soon as we got done, they're like, we want to do that again. They were so, oh my gosh, they loved that attraction. That's Um, insane. Other than that, you know, the best beer that they have at Epcot is the Schoferhofer. So my podcast, No New Friends Podcast, uh, it was just released. We came in third place in Orlando Weekly's uh, Reader's Poll. Uh, So I celebrated and I cracked open a can of Schoferhofer. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Congratulations, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. That was a way, a shameless plug and a what did I do in Disney at the same time? I, I can stretch anything into going back to my <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Next week on Diz His, we're doing the history for the old retired attraction, World of Motion. Fun fact, right before it closed in 96, GM executives went on the final ride and it broke down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that attraction. And I, I I guarantee Chris says at some point during the podcast, you know mm-hmm. what? Disney just does bad rides very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He probably will say that. Um, I've never I don't know anything about World of Motion. Just started doing the history, to be honest. Don't know anything about it. It's Spaceship Earth, but all about transportation. Yeah. Was it good? Have you been on it? Yeah. 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 And it, it was good. I, yeah, I went to I went to Epcot all the time in the in the uh, mid uh, mid and late 80s. So all of those classic attractions, Horizons, World of Motion, Universe of Energy, all of those things are some of my favorite rides. Back when I was, you know, one, not even born two, yeah. <laughs> zero. Awesome. <laughs> Ellie, do you like World of Motion? Did you like it a lot? I did. So I love Horizons, World of Motion, the original Imagination. All you know, everything was pretty much Omnimover at yeah. Epcot when it opened. Yeah, Horizons so looked had, really they cool. Had, they had, yeah, they had like no wait time anywhere because yeah, uh, an Omnimover is a high occupancy attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was something I read in my history is that a lot of them were like fifteen minute waits, ten minute waits, and then they started shutting those things down and wait times and other things started skyrocketing. Well, yeah, back in the eighties, yeah. there was nothing. At Epcot to really draw the family. Still is nothing. <laughs> no, stop. You got Guardians now. 
you got guardians yes. uh, and you can drink around the world, which is what I, why I go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back in the day, there was really nothing to draw people yeah. there. You, you had two rides in the world showcase. Uh, one, because Norway wasn't open yet. So you just had yeah. Mexico yeah. and you had these uh, other movies in, in some of the other countries. And then you had the uh, American adventure and then you had future world. That was it. There was no Soren, no Living yeah. Seas when it first opened, um, no Mission Space, n nothing like Test Track. Te when they open up Test Track, that's what made Epcot busy. Oh, okay. So Wonders of Life, Wonders of Life kind of kickstarted. Oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonders of Life. You're right. Body, body Wars and yep. Buzz, uh, the Making of Me. The Making of Me, which would go real well in 2023. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Martin Short teaching you all about sex. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to watch us, right, we're recording live right now about the end of the episode. If you want to see us live recording, join our Patreon. You can go to our social media under our link tree. Go to our Patreon. It's a little $2 a month. You can watch us live as we're talking, reminiscing about Disney and stuff. You can see how Disney really brings a joy to us. Uh, you can see that if you are a Patreon member. You also have an opportunity to read our blog, which we have there. And if you're a Patreon member, you can write a blog yourself and post it there for us. You can be a part of future giveaways. We are going to be doing a giveaway again next month. And, uh, you know, just, you know, feel free to send us an email at dishispod.gmail.com about anything you like. And that's the his on Push the Trash Can. I'm Alex. I'm Scott. And I'm Elliot. Thanks for listening. Have a magical week.